Hey, it's Justin here. Welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. In today's show, I've got a clip for you from a recent event, a mastermind event that we held in Manchester, England. And in this clip, I'm talking about how you can build a powerful network in your area, how you can collaborate with local businesses and create profitable partnerships. This is a huge asset that all of you guys are sitting on and no one's taking advantage of. There are businesses, organizations, charities, schools, all types of associations in your area, and they all have access to your target market, whether that's men, women, athletes, a senior audience, teenagers, whatever it might be. So listening to this clip, I'm going to break down some ways you can leverage those relationships and give you actual examples of how you can create partnerships. Check it out and uh, subscribe to the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you guys very soon. So you've gone from 300 to 12, or you 4 x the prop, the revenue from that one asset, that one customer, with no additional costs on the front end, right? If you do that across 20 customers, you're making three to four x revenue for the same costs, yeah. right? So that's your client base. That's a, you know, like Liam said earlier, lifetime value. That's where it's at, right? You also got your audience. Next asset, you've got your your wider audience. You can have so much value from this, so much hidden value in your audience, in your in your unconverted list, that people wouldn't believe, right? We get testimonials from our prospect list. We do a consultation with someone, um, and they say, "Ah, oh, it's cool, but I'm just not going to buy right now." But we've helped them give value on that call. We say, "Hey, well, could you, would you mind like dropping a couple of lines or a quick video for us on how this call has helped you?" Because they go, "Yeah, it's definitely helped. I've got loads of clarity. I've learned a lot. Taking it away." And they'll go and make a testimonial for us saying, oh, the guys at Blah Blah Fitness are so cool. They help me understand this. They know their stuff. We've got a testimonial of that person. They haven't even paid us. Right? Or again, again you, you can put a survey out to your market. Who can you guys connect me with? I'm looking for warm introductions. They don't need to be clients for you to get this stuff off them. So there's, there's maximizing prospect value as well as maximizing client value. No one looks at that. But it's still an asset. You don't need to make direct money. It's not the only way to make to, to gain from your audience, from your prospects. You know, put a survey out to your email list. Hey guys, like who's your hairdresser I can connect with? Anybody know a media contact? Send that to 800 emails. You'll get a good response. You know, you can have a, if you have an audience of uh, let's say you have a face a free Facebook group with a thousand local people, local women. Go to the salon, say, hey, you know, give me 50 quid, I'll put an advert in my group for you. Right? You know, you can literally sell access to that list and make money on it without them paying you as a customer. Right? Then you've got the next asset then is your network. Right? So this is so severely untapped. Your network, right? So people you have in your network, and again, this is what Gary's doing right now, reaching out. Um, with your network or your at least warm indirect network through your audience, where can you be getting leverage, right? Can you, you know, okay, if you guys want printing done, do you, can you know someone who owns a printing shop and negotiate for a discount? Um, do you know someone that can help you do something, you know? Um, really make the use of your network uh, and reach out and um, make partnerships and get leverage and use other people's money, other people's assets, other people's lists. Things like that is, is, is super important.
Who are the people that are serving your market, but just selling them something different? Physios, mm -hmm. beauty parlors. Yeah, there's complimentary services to yours, yeah. Physios, nutritionists, supplement stores, health stores, karate clubs, dance clubs, football teams, rugby teams, cricket teams, volleyball teams, netball teams, schools, private schools, nurseries, daycares, flower shops, gift shops, perfume shops, clothes shops, cafes, restaurants, bars, pharmacies apparently, <laughs> you know, like you can do anything guys, like there's, there's, you, could, you could list 50 different type, types of company. Not 50, 50 types of businesses, and five of each of those businesses go to those two. Yeah, there's loads there. And then your final asset, um, really, uh, your, your other asset is your cash flow, really. It's um, really making use of your cash flow and really learning to invest your money in the right things. Just thought something you just said. Um Possibly like connecting with businesses, mm -hmm. you like pre-writing an email and asking them to send them out to their employees. Have you ever done anything like that? And that would be. I've gone to uh, Tesco or some supermarket, and we gave them uh, 400 gift cards and said, "Can you put this 20-pound gift card into the payslip with the payslip of every employee this month as a gift from the company?" So you look really good to your company, and you can say you paid for them. They were like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, same thing with, I uh, went to like local cafe bars and salons and we'd go there with uh, Christmas time, go find the man, make a relationship with the manager. I'm like, hey, you know, we've got like uh, 10 gift cards here with, you know, you can give, do you want, uh, would you like, you know, uh, Christmas gifts to give to your employees without breaking the bank? Yeah, I you know, love that, cool. Here's uh, a note with a gift card for 25 pounds worth of fitness nutrition training. You can give them as a gift. Christmas present from you. The key is that you're not asking them to do something, you're presenting it as a benefit for them. Yeah. Them good. yeah. So think of your cash flow and where you're putting your cash flow then and um, ways to really be savvy with your investments. Um, so you know, you, you should print it in Facebook ads is one place to put your money into. Um, you know, putting it back into rewarding your team, putting it back into your people. Don't be, you know, try and be frugal in the beginning and really think about putting that money back into the company and reinvesting as much money back into the people and those other assets. You know, it's like, so that's putting money into your network, giving those gift cards, that's, that's, that's a sunk cost you've taken of like, you know, 60 pence for one of those cards. And of course the price of giving it, if someone gets a, gets a week of training with that gift card, you've, you've, you've paid that price, right? But now you're, you're you're now giving that money as a gift to someone in your network who will make, give you an exponential return on it. Um, you know, putting the money into your team to do a better job or putting the money back into your clients with gifts or um, better service for them. You know, so if you, you, know, you make a thousand pounds free this month, be careful about going and spending it on a brand new TV and think maybe for 500 pounds we could, you know, put a good party on for our clients. You don't have to, but the more serious you are about you know, building a, a thriving company, and the more you'll invest that money back into that than your own kind of petty materialistic needs after a while. You know, don't I'm not saying live like a pauper, like, splash up yourself as well. You deserve it, of course, but 
there comes a point after a while where it's like, you know, there's only so much shit you can buy for yourself and then it, you think it's better to put it back into the, into the business then, you know. So that's the six asset team. You're always looking at those assets, widening those while being lean on your expenses. Um, the cash flow system we teach in our mentorship really, really helps with that because we put you on a strict kind of business diet as well. What I'd probably say is if you add up all your, your, your ongoing expenses, um, aim, what would you say your outgoings are overall right now? Your total expenses each month? 18. Could you shave 5% off that? If you That's had to. We've been trying to do. If I had a gun to your head right now and said, yeah. shave off 5% of the expenses or I'll blow your brains out, could you do it? Yeah. So what, 18,000, so what, 10 is 1,800, so, uh, so what, how much is that? 900 quid. 900 quid, yeah. So could you shave off 900 quid off your expenses? Yeah. You could. So yeah. there you go. We've, we've just, um, the, the top two, I've already seen an issue. So could you so could you shave off nine hundred pounds a month yeah. of expenses? Yeah, you know exactly how to do that right now. Yeah. Can you do that in the next twenty four hours? <laughs> when could you do it by? A month. A month? The next thirty days? Okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, so. Yeah. There you go. We just made you nine grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power of confirmation. So that's it, that's just 5%, right? And, uh, you know, 5% saved is 5% earned now. So it starts from there. If you've done that then, you know, yeah. then you ask, Craig, could we, could we at the same time, based on all the things, the, the strategies you just went through, could you yeah. boost your revenue by 5%? Yeah, definitely. So there's a margin of 10% extra now. Yeah. You've just got 10% extra profit. Well done. <laughs> it's going back to basics and strategy. Yeah and chasing the shiny object we think is going to fix the problem but that usually brings more costs with it cost of new setup new things um, then the more we drift away from that core unique value proposition yeah. you know so any costs you have that don't directly attribute to delivering that value to the customer question if they need to be there and ways you can come up with to add that value to the customer deliver it and charge more for it. And um, you know, that'll, that can start widening your margins uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And then, like I said, look at your team members, making sure, team, team is a big one for most of us. We usually realize we're, either we're paying out too much and we need to scale it down, or the team members need to generate more money for us to justify what we're paying for them. Usually it's a bit of both. So again, look at the same thing. Could you shave off 5% off your average team member salary could they take a 5% pay cut? I've just done that. Right, okay. And could they then, how can you then make them 5% more for the company? Yeah, that's what we need to look at. Okay. And look at everything across the board, especially in a more advanced stage where you are. Again, it's not about bringing a load of big new ideas in. It's about looking at all the operations across the board from marketing to sales to fulfillment to retention. And it's just about saying, could we just tweak 5%, optimize everything 5%? Kind of like when you get advanced with, with weight training or Pilates or anything, the difference is become incremental, right? If you're a world-class runner, there's millimeter differences between the first best in the world and the second best in the world. Same in, the more advanced you get, the more minimalistic 
There's not new big ideas to come across. There's just for sprinters, like you just run forward faster than the next guy, right? Um, but it's just 5%. They're like, can I make my legs 5% stronger? Can I get 5% better footwear? Can I get 